Welcome to Living Water Radio. Today we're going to talk about our identity, our true self, where it comes from, and how we can hang on to it during this pandemic. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums and jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and a seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. We're now in a place during the pandemic where case increases are being driven by young people in L.A. In some places, they are up by 100%. There is widespread talk in various groups of people, including doctors, calling for another full shutdown of a month or more. A hospital in Texas has formed a death committee, like an ethics committee, to decide who of their patients should be given their limited resources, that is, who should live and who should die. I'm happy to report that masks do seem to be coming more common. People seem to be realizing that wearing a mask along with other precautions like hand washing and social distancing saves lives. It saves jobs and strengthens our economy. It is a visible sign that we care about the community and the common good. In some places, masks are required. Masks are now being made with colorful prints, corporate logos, skeleton teeth, folds or no folds, in many shapes and variations and political messages. You can buy a mask with the lower part of your face printed on it so people know what you look like, which I actually find kind of creepy. I shared a meme the other day that I saw online of a guy wearing a hat and sunglasses and a mask. The meme was captioned, The Future of T-Shirts because on his t-shirt was printed the guy's face without a mask and his name and an arrow pointing to his face saying, it's me. Sally and I had to go to our bank last week to take care of some business that had to be done in person. We walked through the doors wearing masks and no one triggered an alarm or screamed and fainted or had any reaction at all. Wearing a mask, however, creates a question about our identity. How can people know it's us when we're wearing a mask? Pat Sajak, the host of Wheel of Fortune, early in the pandemic last April, put a post on Twitter about wearing a mask. He said, no one was recognizing me when I went out wearing a face mask. I had to resort to carrying an 8x10 glossy of myself. Celebrityhood can be challenging. How can people tell when we're laughing or frowning, smiling or sticking our tongue out or whatever when we're wearing a mask? I have a picture of me when we bought our first masks. You can tell it was months ago because I have a recent haircut. You can't tell if I'm laughing, frowning, smiling or sticking my tongue out. I am smiling. More significantly, how has the pandemic changed our identity, our sense of ourselves and who others think we are during what we used to call the new normal, and by now is beginning to feel like just normal. The pandemic has made us question who we are. Who are we if we can't work? Who are we if we can't hang out with our friends and family? Who are we if we regard everyone as a potential carrier of a deadly disease? 
Who are we if our role has changed in our family or among our friends? We may be receiving public assistance for the first time, driving through long lines to receive free food. We may be looking for free medical testing or school supplies or questioning whether to go to work and risk our lives and the lives of our families or not to go and be unable to provide for them. We may be nearly paralyzed knowing that the rent or a house note is coming due this week and we don't have any idea how we're going to pay for it. Or we may be relatively safe and comfortable and sacrificing to help others or feeling guilty about not doing enough or just waiting to see what comes next. Is that us? Is that who we are? Christians have answered that question by going to the beginning, when God created everything out of nothing through an act of God's will. God created human beings to be different from the rest of creation. The Bible says right at the very start, in the very first chapter of Genesis, the 26th and 27th verses. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over the wild, all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We can know who we are because we know whose we are. Whatever circumstances you are in right now, they do not define you. God defines you. God defines you and that identity determines what you do to make the world better for everyone. It's not a matter of what I do, what do I have to do, but what do I get to do to the glory of God? This is how God defines you, how God gives you your identity. The psalmist says it in Psalm 8. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, all and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The world wants to define us as consumers, and when we no longer consume or consume enough, the world says we are a failure. The world defines us by our strength, by our health, by our stock portfolio, by our possessions. The world admires fame, power, physical appearance, abilities, contacts. The world wants to give us a fake ID. God says that all these things will fail us, now or in the future. They cannot sustain us because they cannot be sustained. Have you ever carried a fake ID? I did, till recently. Sally and I went to visit our son in San Diego when he was in law school. We had some time while he was in classes one day, so we decided to visit the San Diego Air and Space Museum to see the Star Trek exhibit. When we got to where the tickets were being sold, I pulled out a card from my wallet and showed it to the ticket seller. 
The card said, Official Starfleet Fleet ID card. It had come in the mail with a bunch of stuff and an invitation to join a Star Trek fan club. I kept the card. I said, do I get a discount with this? He laughed a little and said, no. Everything about that ID was fake, and it did not gain me entrance, much less a discount, and rightly so. I worked in an aluminum factory uh, making uh, things when I was in college, and uh, I worked in the part that sanded, primed, and then baked Teflon onto aluminum pots and pans. At one point in the process, the goods were stamped on the bottom with the manufacturer's logo, Miro Aluminum. Sometimes, however, they were stamped with the logos of other companies as part of a manufacturing subcontract. There were several different logos, but they were all the same pan. This is how the world works. The world only values us for what we can do for them. The world wants to put its stamp on us. The world wants to give us a fake ID. It wants to tell us that we have no value in and of ourselves. God tells us that every one of us is dear to God, worthy of giving God's life for as fully human and fully God in Jesus Christ. It's been said that if you were the only person on earth, God would still die for you. God loves you. God does not fail us. God accompanies us through our struggles. God abides with us, is steadfast in whatever the conditions of our lives. God endures. Our relationship with God is alive. God is alive, and God is for us. When I was in seminary in Berkeley, a pastor named Floyd Schaefer came and did a workshop on clown ministry. Then we were invited to go into San Francisco and, well, clown around. He said that clown makeup only hides our normal appearance, but because we are unrecognizable in clown makeup, our true self can emerge. Masks allow people to engage in all kinds of fun, as well as disgusting behavior. Hypocrisy is when we present an appearance to others that does not match our inner self. Actors in ancient Greece didn't wear makeup. They wore masks. The Greek word for mask is the root for an English word, hypocrite. Integrity is when both our masks and who we are are the same. God calls us to live like that, with integrity. We are called to allow God to form our inner selves and our outer selves to be the same. No fake IDs. Do you carry your identification? Can you? Our true ID is not carried in our wallets or in our purses or our backpacks. It is known to God, and it is carried in our hearts because God put it there. We are made for a relationship with God that is expressed in relationship with others. So, who are we if the people we are around regularly is very limited, or we are alone? We are the Lord's. That is our identity. We are bound together in Christ even when we are physically apart. We have been given faith, a living relationship with the one true living God. That relationship never goes away. It is who we truly are. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans, the 14th chapter, beginning at the 7th verse, We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. 
For to this end Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Reject the identity that the world wants to give you. It's fake. It leads to sin with a capital S, that is, to separation from God, and to death. Turn to God and know who you truly are, whose you truly are. Open your heart to the living water that is the person of the Holy Spirit and allow God to form you into your true self, to true belonging, and to true life. Today, let's remember to pray for all those awaiting the vaccine. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet at at David Burkettall, and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same address, and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.